Alright, you're uh, officially live. So, um, just go ahead and um, introduce yourself real quick. Alright, so, Esteban, I, I guess I just start off asking like 10 or uh, like a good 10 questions to you just so we can get into the flow of the conversation or whatnot. First question, uh, because anyone listening to this has no idea about our background and history separately or together. Um, so, um, how did you meet me and when did that happen? Like, what's the history between you and uh, Chad? <laughs> Lock Haven Drive. <laughs> it was the bus conversation with Isaiah. It was Isaiah, you and Isaiah on the bus. We had that conversation about something and it just started from there. Yeah, because I knew your brother my first year there. Your brother and I knew each other before I knew Isaiah. He used to pop up and I just try to scare Gene and and, um, and stand with all that karate shit back when I was chilling with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Curtis and Justin. Curtis and Justin. life ago damn near yeah 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 nah except I just wanted to give him just a, a feel of like who you were to me who I was to you you know what I'm saying like how how everything started you know, all right, so now we could just skip to right now, like where are you and I at collectively as far as the mindsets that we share and, and just collectively, so where are we at now?
Yeah. Hell yeah. I appreciate that, but that's definitely a compliment, you know. Um it's definitely a compliment. I, I appreciate that. Like the, the same goes for you and stuff. So we're gonna touch pretty much the same amount of money. That was the whole point of the shit. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> definitely, yeah. Yeah, 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 like I always wanted them to make a movie about me because I spent my life just making movies and shit, so you got to make a movie about the nigga who spent his life making movies, but like now I could definitely see it, like regardless of the movies I was trying to make or the stories I wrote, just what I ended up doing with my fucking life minus the movie making shit was epic and worth a movie in itself, like, you know. I, um... I don't even have that third question. I know I said I was going to say 10 questions or whatever, but we're kind of in the flow. Now, where is your mindset when it comes to just investing in business? Like, now, what's your mindset individually right now where you're at? Huh? Oh shit. I um because this is like episode two, so I started it today or whatever. So on the first episode or the introductory episode, I was mentioning I had to introduce the whole concept. So I was like the whole concept of, of, of these recordings right here is just to explain my mindset on it, you know, and, and then like I described my mindset on it as as a as a um as a psychopath of investing basically and then you know and yeah like like because if you listen to one of those chats for like me talking about it for 25 minutes or 40 minutes or or, or shit like that um you're like at the end of it you realize like damn like this nigga really is fucking psycho when it comes to this shit like 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 this is something I have to admit. Like, yeah, I'm a psycho when it comes to this investing shit. So to so to detail what I mean by that when I say I'm a psycho when it comes to the investing shit, it's like, okay, um, as 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 psychotic as other people are about consuming and spending their fucking money, I'm that psychotic about investing my money. Like as psychotic as people are about pursuing relationships with the opposite sets and getting pussy and having sex and shit, I'm that psychotic with investing. Like, you know, like I like I use my horniness for my goals like i'm as horny as everyone else 
You know what I'm saying? But I use my horniness. I use my sex drive to drive me in something else. You know what I'm saying? And investing or shit like that. But um, with me about to touch 30, I'm about to touch 30 in, in about two months. In a month and a half, I'm going to be 30 years old. So, So at that point in life, as a young man who's single and doesn't want to stay single forever and wants to have children and stuff, um, I should have the um, the psychology of a psychopath when it comes to investing and um, and like economic supremacy because I'm I'm right at the point to where I'm supposed to be thinking like that. Therefore, meaning I'm behind because I'm not there yet and I didn't get there in my twenties. And we and um and um the people our parents age when we were younger thirty years ago, like our parents and and their peers, contemporaries. 30 years ago, they became, some of them, a percentage of them became um, the dot-com millionaires. So now 30 years after the dot-com millionaires, what's next? The fucking crypto and transhumanism billionaires. And it's up to us. It's up to us if we want to be a part of that small select group. Yeah.
Yeah. Yeah. Like, as long as you're not being a psychopath about actual murder. shit like the first time i ever even um came across that concept of um to achieve something you have to obsess over it that was during my senior year um in 2008 at salem high school so so like that was the very beginning of the journey that was the first thing i learned like oh shit if i want this i have to obsess about it and it has to be the only thing i ever talk about the only thing that i ever really put my energy towards doing like and if not then it is not going to happen so so to so to undertake that journey for ten years it's gonna be real annoying to a lot of people um around you who are not on that level because they're gonna be like, You talk about this too much, you talk about it too much, just do it. And then even that's good advice, because it's like I gotta talk about it, I gotta say it, I gotta put it out in the universe, I gotta get used to saying it. I, you gotta get used to hearing it, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, yeah, just you know, just doing it is also like what you learn way later, like just you gotta do it. You got to, you know, just really just do it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because it's like you're telling them about stuff you've already done. Yeah. Wait, um, please uh, repeat the question. Let's drink some water. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, not. Um, except it's all about specifics. It's not like I'm in the house with a uh, person who could use the information against me. You know what I'm saying? Like a girl or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Or like, not like that. Nah, I'm, I'm all alone and we're recording, but the whole purpose of me recording is being honest because, you know, I can only be honest as long as I'm alive. So once I'm not alive, then it, you know, you know, then it all boils down to how honest was I. So I have no qualms for sharing to random strangers who might listen to this. By the time motherfuckers actually listen to this, I might have millions and millions and millions of fucking dollars or be dead. So it don't matter. I can be real honest about it. And last week was... Um, last week was really uh, successful for me. I'm on successful week trading, um, so I definitely have no qualms about sharing my success as far as like how I can help people achieve that same thing. So now to answer your question, um, um, last week was last week was intense as fuck. You know, like imagine just staying up like all night. For pretty much from Monday to Friday, just in 
like it was very fucking wild it was a wild ass week like i didn't by the time it hit wednesday i was getting ready to be like up for like two going on three days like by the middle of the week it was because even if i have the time to sleep at night my mind might not be able to put me to sleep and you know i might not be able to put my mind to sleep and shit so last week was very long very rough and i made i made um a lot of errors i made like over 10 errors 20 errors depending on how you look at it how i classify the errors or whatever but i made like 20 fucking errors and by the end of that so so by the middle of the week i was kind of stressed like yo um i gotta i gotta pay my rent by friday my nigga like it like well i have it to the fifth but I, at least on friday i gotta put something up for it. i gotta have close to half and and that's when I realized that if I didn't make those errors, then I would have had the whole full thing already and shit. So I had to play even smarter because I lost the first couple of rounds a little bit, kind of fucked up. So by the middle of the week, I was able to boost it back up and, and, and get to the point to where on Friday, I paid half of my rent with the profits from Forex Trading. You know, um, as far as the goal, because that was the goal, I got to pay my rent. Now, as far as the specifics, I already said it on this podcast before I called you earlier today, like five o'clock. I, I already told them everything. They are These niggas listening by now, they already fucking know everything, you know, like, like as far as how last week went. I started off with uh, $19 for my friend Jason Kunai. And um, um, he sent me that um, on, on, on two Thursdays ago, the Thursday before last Thursday. Boom. Um, so, um, by Friday, by that next day when the market closed, he sent me $19 in Ripple SRP and that equated to 77 Ripple SRP. By Friday, I had about 128 Ripple in that account. So that was damn near a double. And then the market closed Friday, opened up last Sunday. When it opened up last Sunday, my error was I didn't switch over at 11 PM. So um, when it opened up on Sunday, I was sitting on closer to 200 ripple, 212 ripple on my way to 250 ripple or whatever. Oh, and that would have been like a double, like another double or whatever, um, closer to $50 or whatever. And then I fucked up, didn't switch over, had to bounce back throughout the rest of the week. And then, um, by, by, uh, basically by Friday, I was sitting on like 1200 ripple, which was, uh, about like 80, well, or twelve hundred ripple, which was actually like three hundred and fifty dollars, but I had to take out like two hundred and seventy five um to to you know pay my expenses, and um I left the trading account with eighty dollars, so so that means that the initial investment um was uh, multiplied by seventeen, and the balance from from the first week going into the second week, which just started today, um, was $81 from 19. So I multiplied the balance, um, by five and I multiplied the initial investment by 17. So I took back 12 times the profit of the initial investment as profit. And I left five times the initial investment in there for this round. So, um, so, um, so in conclusion to tell you where that can go from there, that's when I realized like, damn, that means every week, if I do it like that, if I take out 12 times the profit to do what I need to do with that, and I leave five times the profit in there, then that means that, um, from that first week, it started off with $19. Now that means on the second week, I'm fucking with, um, 
you know, um, $81, we'll round that up to 100 right? Then that means on the third week, I'll be fucking with $500, like, starting off the week. Then by that fourth week, by the end of the month, I'll be fucking around with, like, 2500 Now, once I get to the point to where I have $2,500 total in all the accounts I'm trading with, and I'm able to bring back 30 of that, that's $75,000. So... Even if I like fucked up, then I could at least make that seventy five thousand in a month if you just divide it by four. Wait, wait, um, wait, um, I couldn't hear you. I couldn't. I couldn't hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might just have to try to talk a little louder because there's a lot of other motherfuckers behind you talking. So it's going to be a little hard. And so if you might have to yell a little bit. Alright, wonderful, wonderful question. Um, it's weird because the whole point is that you want to be able to do it full time. You know what I'm saying? Like, like pretty much, and like that goes with anybody's goal. Whatever your goal is, you want to do it full time. And I guess the trick is you just kind of have to do it full time. And like, yeah, so it's scary because if you can't afford to do it full time because you're still learning how to do it, and that's why I'm trying to fucking help people. That's why I'm trying to spread what I what. It, I started trading in June of 2018, and I was November 3rd. I started trading June 1st, 2018. I was November 3rd, 2019. So that's a year and three months. What, uh, from 6 to 11? That's a year and five months. Damn near a year and a half. Took me a year and a half because I wasn't able to do it for a time because I still had to work, and I had to work to even have money to throw into it. But I threw as much money as I could into it for a year and a half and until I learned enough on my own to get to this point to where I could at least have one full successful week doing it. But um, the whole point of me like doing all this um, recording and writing about this topic is so I could expedite the process for others. And then, of course, others won't make all the same mistakes I made naturally because they're different. Why you're different. And then with me going out of my way to explain exactly what I did wrong. Now they have other shit you know, that could go wrong, that they could eliminate out of it, you know, so anyone listening to this will be able to do it way fucking faster, that's the whole point, is to speed up the process in which people can do it full time, by giving you the accurate information, so you can apply that information, and learn it, and train for at least half a year, and then within half a year to a year, you should be able to, you know what I'm saying, within like nine months tops, you should, you should have it down pat, because I'm giving you all the fucking game immediately. Um, but, but to, but to answer your question one more time, like, like the short answer, um, I had to, I had to, I had to spend all day and all night up basically doing this shit, dude. Like I could, I could sleep when I want to, but I had to learn the times that were best to sleep at, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the safe zone, you gotta, you know, you're gonna have to sleep during the safe zone and shit. But like, um, if I would have been, um, if I would have been having to go to work every day and work for white people, it would have been real hard to uh, go to the bathroom at the proper time to switch over or, you know what I'm saying? And like, it's it, like, it taught me so much 
Like this last week of trading, they taught me so much. Like, damn, like you really do have to be home all day doing this shit or whatever. So, um, until people can get to that point where they have enough money to pay their bills and and throw money into the account to learn it, until the money from the account is paying all their bills and stuff, and they can stay home. You know, I'm just trying to uh, spread all my information to help people get to that point as fast as possible. Oh, I, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, perfect question. You asked some real good questions, and it's weird because I didn't even tell you. I was gonna ask like ten questions, and then at the end, after we were in the flow of the conversation, I was gonna be like, "Now you just ask me questions," but you kind of just, you know, we're in the flow, so cool. All right, at this point, my nigga, like, just for the record and stuff, like, you know, like, I failed every math class I ever took and shit. Like, math was always my horrible thing. But when I took economics for the first and only time, that's when I realized um that for some reason I was really, really fucking good at economics and entrepreneurship and business marketing and business law. Now, to answer the question about the calculator, I actually now I walk around with a calculator in my pocket. Like like a real calculator, like not even on my phone. Like I got a real flip calculator right now inside of a case that I keep in my pocket. And it, it makes me laugh because I just started doing it a few days ago. And I'm like, damn, I actually am walking around with a motherfucking calculator in my pocket. Like I'm actually just calculating random numbers. Um, It's all math. It's, it's it's really more so economics and mindset, but yeah, it's all it's all math because you're all dealing with digits and numbers. It's all math, but even if you're not good at math, that doesn't fucking matter. Only thing that matters is are you economical? Like, can you come up with an economic strategy? Can you come up with a theory on how to get the math? You know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah, it's all numbers. It's all math. Like that's what you're betting on. You're betting on numbers. You're you're waging on numbers. You're you're placing money on numbers. And you have to pick, is it going up or down? And you got a 50% chance every single time. Huh? Huh? Hello? Yeah. Ah. Uh. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is way better, dude. Keep this up. Damn it, this is way better. This is like a regular phone conversation. Now, yeah, the other one sounded like on some payphone shit. Yeah, it, it sounded like you had like, it sounded like you had like five niggas outside the booth, dude. Trying to get in. Like real shit, that's how it sounded. It sounded like, you, like the niggas were trying, it was crazy. Nah, nah, but you know now, we good now. I didn't know either. Nah, it's a guaranteed fifty percent chance because um the price can only go up or down. Hell yeah, that's the whole point of all this shit. That's the whole mindset. That's that's the that's how you answer the question with the opposite. You ask, is math important? Hell yeah, math is important, but what's more important or um at least equally important is the economic theory that you're carrying with you. You know, it's it's the um it's the sharpness of the blade. You know, like your economic blade and shit. Because you're fighting, you know, math digits and you gotta, you know, if you have a very sharp economic blade, you can slice through it. Yes. That's where the strategy comes into play. That's where the strategy comes into play. Alright, um, shit. Alright, the first thing you wanna do is you want to, um, you wanna, you wanna trade under, like, like whatever you're, whatever you're gonna invest, you wanna split that in between a certain amount of accounts. 
So say say Yes, exactly. Now at that point, now you got a real fucking reference. Now you got a cheat sheet. Now you know from that first account you entered into, you know if it's in profit or not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a cheat sheet. Yes, exactly. You're copying and pasting the same shit. What do you mean when you say investing? Are you talking about the um just specifically um the foreign currency? No, man, I liquidated the majority of my crypto assets into learning a foreign currency. Yeah, like I was really psychotic about it. That was very stupid. I don't recommend anyone do that. You buy your crypto, you hold your crypto, then you take your extra money and you throw that into learning forex. Do not liquidate your crypto to learn forex. You know what I'm saying? I don't recommend that. But I'm a psychopath. I had no fucking choice. I had to learn this shit because once I started trading, I realized that, yo, if I get this shit right, then anything I ever wanted to do ever in life, financially, I'd be capable of doing it. You know, I at the moment that I did start trading for us in June of 2018, I did have a crypto holding. I had like $300 in XRP when it was 75 cents a pop. I liquidated that. I had about like, uh, you know, 30,000 Dodge coins, ended up liquidating that. I had like another 12,000 Dodge coin, ended up liquidating that. So at the max, I've held, I've held, I was holding $300 in Ripple at 75 cents a piece. And, um, and I was holding um, maximum close to fifty thousand Dodge coins, and that's why I say it was it was silly to do that because even though the price in Dodge dropped, so I could copy it back cheaper, but still, if Dodge would have went up to like a fucking dollar, that would have been fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, I mean, your economic theory. And so if I mean like your economic theory, like not like not a pre-existing economic theory, there probably are some economic theories that that will help out. And I'm going to start studying economics and economic theory and stuff. But I'm a writer, so I use words in a weird way, like they have a personal meaning of what I mean when I say the shit. But when I say economic theory, I mean, like, how do you think about this shit? Like, OK, OK, it's like this. It's like this. First off, you want to figure out how much money do you want to earn per month doing this shit? Right. So so I'll just pose that question to you. How much money would you like to earn just per month? Just period. Just like doing this, just off of this and just throw out a figure. That's a wonderful, perfect fucking question. I mean, perfect answer, because that encapsulates the fact that um, the money is ex exponentially grown every time you get it right.
So that made sense. You actually can. That's the perfect thing about it. You know. Um. All right. So so I'll say, I'll say, um, a hundred thousand dollars a month, right? So let's um let's divide a hundred thousand by uh, four. That's twenty five thousand a week. You're gonna have to bring in twenty five thousand dollars a week, right? So if you can get to the point the way you're multiplying your money from the range of 10 times to 30 times, you know, we did this already. Um, um, it's going to have to be cheaper than 2,500 though. Cause 2,500 would be like, um, 75,000 a week. So, and that's like three times the, um, you know, we're at that point we're 25,000 away from, you know, what you wanted to make in a month. So, you know, if you, you know, so, and then boom, right there, that's how you would make more money than me if that's how much I wanted to make. You know, it was 100000 a month. Boom, now you'd be making 300000 a month. Easy. Now, um, so let's just say $1,000 total. You split $1,000 in between, like, 20 accounts or some shit. You have, like, 10 to 20 accounts with $1,000 in the total or some shit. Um, now let's multiply 1000 by by 30 at that point, you're bringing in thirty thousand dollars a week times four. You're you're um you're you're either going to be right under um hundred thousand or pretty much right over. If you can get right at thirty, yeah, hundred twenty thousand right there. So have a thousand dollars invested in several different accounts and manage to multiply each one by thirty. But you're using the same trade, so you're just you're just um minimizing the risk. In case you do fuck up, you don't fuck up on every single account and shit. Um, but I'm gonna have to study economics more and economic theory to really um see which ones apply or whatever. But but when I say economic theory, I mean like your own mindset. Like you know, like um. You know, it's like every quarterback has their own mindset. Like Dan Marino. You know, how does Dan Marino um get from one you know, how does he get his team from one side of the field to the other? And I feel like that mindset that he has is gonna differ from the majority of mindsets of any other quarterback and then that goes with anything in any contemporary in any industry and in any entertainer. How does how does Kanye what's Kanye's music theory, you know what I'm saying, versus Lil Wayne's music theory. You know what I'm saying? Like they both could push the same yeah, you know, they both could push the same numbers, they both could win a Grammy, but how do they win their Grammy? You know, what's Denzel Washington's economic um his film theory or his acting theory versus fucking um James Dean, who's not even his contemporary at all, or you know, or who's a contemporary of Denzel, or fucking Samuel Jackson or Forrest Whitaker, like Denzel pretty much kind of has, he doesn't have too many contemporaries that compete with him at all. Like, all his contemporaries are fucking white, so he's just been losing to white actors and shit, but there are no other, like, you know, uh, black actors that could just do what Denzel could do and shit, and, you know, Sam Jackson could do pretty well, you know, but, um, but yeah, like, every, it's just, it's your approach. How do you approach it? Basically is what I mean. You got to simplify it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's very specific. So I'm throwing my specific one out there so anyone that's listening can um, internalize that and tweak it where it's necessary. 
and create their own. And if they don't have their own, then I'm throwing mine out there for them to adopt. And then and it, it they're, they're adapted it to their own mannerisms and shit. But Yeah. Yeah, and the Edison, Edison, and Nikolai Tesla. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and probably the um the main reason why I would say the whole psychopath thing is because um a psychopath is not afraid to do something that would like not benefit them in the long run and shit. Even if they go to jail for it or get killed for it or like go to hell for it and shit. Like they 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 are not afraid of that shit and that's that's an actual that that's like that's an actual psychological error in their brain. Like like the part of your brain that regulates fear is called the amygdala. And uh, it's like A-M-Y-G-D-A-L-A, the amygdala, right? That regulates fear. So the psychopaths, their amygdala is fucked up. They don't register fear the same way. So like, you have to eliminate your fear. So what if you lose the fucking money? Just don't bet your house, nigga. Bet a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But don't, like, you know what I'm saying? But don't let the fucking fear... You know what I'm saying? Like, stifle you. you. You know what I'm saying? You can't be stifled by the fear. Alright, alright. For Wait, hold on one second. For, for, alright, yeah, real quick. Just a quick analogy based on what you said. Okay, because you were talking about the atmosphere and the nature of everything. It's like, you're trying to trap a fucking animal. But the animal lives in a jungle. So if you're going to trap the animal, and you got to learn the nature of the animal and all this shit to trap the animal, you got to study the animal in this environment. So, how, how you gonna trap the animal if you're afraid of the jungle, motherfucker? Yeah, okay. Yeah, they both won Grammys. They both won Grammys and they both can make a masterful album. I would say Kanye is better at it because as a musician, as an artist, I think it's just better. But as a fucking creative... Lil Wayne just spit that shit out. Like, Lil Wayne spit that shit out. Kanye don't spit his shit out. Kanye will put 5,000 man hours into one song. Like, nigga, who does? Of course you're going to win the Grammy, bitch. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's a fucking... That's psycho. Yeah, yeah, nigga. That's psycho. That's that's what I mean. Like, anyone who you admire for being good at what they do, trust me, dude. Anyone in their life, in their inner circle, would tell you they're fucking psychotic about it. You know what I'm saying? Like... Like, like, if, if you want to piss off Kobe Bryant, go in his gym and deflate one of the basketballs. It'll probably beat you to death with the shit. You know what I'm saying? Because he picks up that, like, like anybody you admire, like any any champion, any champion is psychotic about it. Otherwise, they would have just lost. They would have gave up alone. Like, they would have never made it that far. Floyd Mayweather, psychotic, dude. Psychotic. Psychotic. Ha, 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 ha,
Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, he's the master voice. He's the master vocal. Have no fear. You gotta have more faith than you have fear. Like, like whatever your percentage of fear is, you need to have a hundred percent more faith. Yeah, like so, you know. So you want ten percent fear, hundred ten percent faith, and hundred ten percent ambition and shit. But yeah, like first off, have no fear and fuck what anyone else ever tells you. Because the first thing you have to realize is that no one's perception can harm you except your own of yourself. Like real shit, like 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 I had to pick that up at eighteen, like when I was just that weird little kid, adult, when everyone's a, an adult for the first time, and I'm just the weirdest one out of the bunch, most of the bunches. Most of the rooms I walked in ever in my life, I was the weirdest kid in the room. Yeah. Thank you. No, I I was um I actively went against it. I shaved my head at nineteen, and I mean like I was just actively against it. Like I I had beef with them for me. I had a real fucking beef. Yeah, I'm halfway up the hill. Appreciate that, dude. That's like one of the nicest compliments I could ever hear. Like, we we come from the group who was our favorite movie as a group collective would be The Matrix. So it's a fucking call me the anomaly. Like, that's all you ever wanted to be, and that's what 
Like real shit. Like real shit. And like and like that goes for anyone like who wants to do anything. If you want to do something, then deep down you want if you're really gonna do it, you really wanna do it, then deep down you wanna be the anomaly. You wanna be the exception to the rule. You wanna be that one exception, or at least in the top three. You know what I'm saying? At least the anomaly of your generation or your time frame, like Everyone who's ever accomplished that shit and became the anomaly, they wanted to be that one because, because like the anomaly is the um, complete opposite of everyone else. And and if you and if you don't want to be like everyone else, then you're gonna have to. And if you don't want to be like everyone else, and you end up succeeding and you thrive at that point, you're the fucking anomaly. You know. So maybe me uh, waging war against conventional thinking, traditional thinking, and conformitism or conforming, maybe that was the first step of becoming the anomaly. Was saying, I'm not going to be like everyone else. And now I have everyone else telling me I'm just going to be worse than them. Like, everyone else is I'm going to be more fucked up than they are. Like, that's fucking crazy. They all believe I'm going to end up worse than them. You know? Go ahead, nigga. Bring, pull out the race car, nigga. Slap it on the table. That's all you got. Slap it. Okay. Yeah, Jay Z's even talking about investing now. As far as in his raps and story of OJ and shit, a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's funny shout out to Marcus Yeah, I'd love to talk to him one day. Yeah, my shit was emotionally tumultuous.
Yeah. Yeah, I was a square nerd. I never, 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 never. Um, maybe within the next year, I might even get a girl pregnant. Just uh, force myself, you know, to switch over to a whole other overdrive no one's ever seen before. So I moved away. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have a fucking, uh, Yeah. Google Duo, motherfucker. You got FaceTime, nigga? Fuck out of here. Your grand- grandparents want to see their grandkids, nigga, and they use FaceTime to do it. But nah, uh, I ain't going in the room with nobody with money problems, so that's the first step. Once they don't have money problems, the more then we could chill, nigga. But until then, I'm helping you from far away over the phone, nigga. Because I don't want to be in a room with anybody with money problems, nigga. It's against my religion. If you got money problems, now real shit, nigga. If you got money problems, I will help you solve them. But until you start complaining about money, I don't want, I cannot afford to be in a room with you. Yeah, because... Because at that point, now you're doing this reverse psychology when it comes to affirmations. Because when you start off at the bottom, you're using affirmations to get on top and everyone's making fun of you because you're trying to affirm yourself. Now, when you finally get to the top and they want to be with you, now you just throw the affirmation in themselves, like in their face. Like, do you have money problems, motherfucker? You know? Maintaining, surviving. officially live so um just go ahead and um introduce yourself real quick all right so Esteban, i guess i just start off asking like 10 or uh like a good 10 questions to you just so we can get into the flow of the conversation or whatnot First question, uh, because anyone listening to this has no idea about our background and history separately or together. Um, so, um, how did you meet me, and when did that happen? Like, what's the history between you and uh, Chad? <laughs> Lock Haven Drive. 
It was the bus conversation with Isaiah. Yeah, it was Isaiah, you and Isaiah on the bus. We had that conversation about something and it just started from there. Yeah, because I knew your brother my first year there. Your brother and I knew each other before I knew Isaiah. He used to pop up and I just try to scare Gene and and um, and stand with all that karate shit back when I was chilling with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Curtis and Justin. Curtis and Justin. I forgot damn near. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nah. Except I just wanted to give him just a, a feel of like who you were to me, who I was to you, you know what I'm saying? Like how how everything started. You know, all right, so now we could just skip to right now, like where are you and I at collectively as far as the mindsets that we share and, and just collectively, so where are we at now? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I appreciate that, but that's definitely a compliment, you know. Um it's definitely a compliment. I, I appreciate that. Like the the same goes for you and stuff. So we're going to touch pretty much the same amount of money. That was the whole point of this shit. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, like I always wanted them to make a movie about me because I spent my life just making movies and shit. So you got to make a movie about the nigga who spent his life making movies. But like now I could definitely see it. Like regardless of the movies I was trying to make or the stories I wrote, just what I ended up doing with my fucking life minus the movie making shit was epic and worth a movie in itself. Like, you know. I, um... I don't even have that third question. I know I said I was going to say 10 questions or whatever, but we're kind of in the flow. All right. Now, where is your mindset when it comes to just investing in business? Like, now, what's your mindset individually right now where you're at? Huh? Oh, shit. I, um, because this is like episode two, so I started it today or whatever. So on the first episode or the introductory episode, I was mentioning I had to introduce the whole concept. So I was like, the whole concept of, of, of these recordings right here is just to explain my mindset on it, you know, and, and then like I described my mindset on it as, as a as a um as a psychopath of investing basically and then you know and yeah like like because if you listen to one of those chats for like me talking about it for 25 minutes or 40 minutes or or, or shit like that um you're like, at the end of it you realize like damn like this nigga really is fucking psycho when it comes to this shit like 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 this is something I have to admit. Like, yeah, I'm a psycho when it comes to this investor shit. So to so to detail what I mean by that when I say I'm a psycho when it comes to the investor shit, it's like, okay, um, as 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 psychotic as other people are about consuming and spending their fucking money, I'm that psychotic about investing my money. Like as psychotic as people are about pursuing relationships with the opposite sets and getting pussy and having sets and shit, I'm that psychotic with investing. Like, you know, like I like I use my horniness for my goals like i'm as horny as everyone else you know what i'm saying but i use my horniness i use my sex drive to drive me in something else you know what i'm saying and investing or shit like that but um with me about to touch 30 i'm about to touch 30 in in about two months in a month and a half i'm gonna be 30 years old so so at that point in life as a young man who's single and doesn't want to stay single forever and wants to have children and stuff um i should have 
the um the psychology of a psychopath when it comes to investing and um and like economic supremacy because i'm i'm right at the point to where i'm supposed to be thinking like that therefore meaning i'm behind because i'm not there yet and i didn't get there in my 20s and we and um and um the people our parents age when we were younger 30 years ago like our parents and and their peers contemporaries 30 years ago they became some of them a percentage of them became um the dot-com millionaires so now 30 years after the dot-com millionaires what's next the fucking crypto and transhumanism billionaires and it's up to us it's up to us if we want to be a part of that small select group Yeah. Yeah.
Yeah. Yeah. Like, as long as you're not being a psychopath about actual murder. shit like the first time i ever even um came across that concept of um to achieve something you have to obsess over it that was during my senior year um in 2008 at salem high school so so like that was the very beginning of the journey that was the first thing i learned like oh shit if i want this i have to obsess about it and it has to be the only thing i ever talk about the only thing that i ever really put my energy towards doing like and if not then it is not going to happen so so to so to undertake that journey for ten years, it's gonna be real annoying to a lot of people um around you who are not on that level because they're gonna be like, You talk about this too much, you talk about it too much, just do it. And then even that's good advice, because it's like I gotta talk about it, I gotta say it, I gotta put it out in the universe, I gotta get used to saying it. I, you gotta get used to hearing it, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, yeah, just you know, just doing it is also like what you learn way later, like just you gotta do it. You gotta, you know, just really just doing that shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because it's like you're telling them about stuff you've already done. Yeah. Wait, um, please uh, repeat the question. Let's drink some water. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, no. Um, except it's all about specifics and shit. It's not like I'm in the house with a uh, person who could use the information against me. You know what I'm saying? Like a girl or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Or like, not like that. Nah, I'm, I'm all alone and we're recording, but the whole purpose of me recording is being honest because, you know, I can only be honest as long as I'm alive. So once I'm not alive, then it, you know, you know then it all boils down to how honest was I. So I have no qualms with sharing to random strangers who might listen to this. By the time motherfuckers actually listen to this, I might have millions and millions and millions of fucking dollars or be dead. So it don't matter. I can be real honest about it. And last week was... Um, last week was really, uh, successful for me. I'm on successful week trading. Um, so I definitely have no qualms about sharing my success as far as like how I can help people achieve that same thing. So now to answer your question, um, um, last week was, last week was intense as fuck. You know, like imagine just staying up like all night. For pretty much from Monday to Friday, just and 
like it was very fucking wild it was a wild ass week like i didn't by the time it hit wednesday i was getting ready to be like up for like two going on three days like by the middle of the week it was because even if i had the time to sleep at night my mind might not be able to put me to sleep and you know i might not be able to put my mind to sleep and shit so last week was very long very rough and i made i made um a lot of errors. I made like over 10 errors, 20 errors, depending on how you look at it, how I classify the errors or whatever. But I made like 20 fucking errors. And by the end of that, so, so by the middle of the week, I was kind of stressed, like, yo, um, I gotta, I gotta pay my rent by Friday, my nigga. Like, it like, well, I have it to the fifth, but I, at least on Friday, I gotta put something up for it. I gotta have close to half. And, and that's when I realized that if I didn't make those errors, then I would have had the whole full thing already and shit. So I had to play even smarter because I lost the first couple of rounds a little bit. I kind of fucked up. So by the middle of the week, I was able to boost it back up and, and, and get to the point to where on Friday, I paid half of my rent with the profits from Forex Trading. You know, um, as far as the goal, because that was the goal, I got to pay my rent. Now, as far as the specifics, I already said it on this podcast before I called you earlier today, like five o'clock. I, I already told them everything. They are, these niggas listening by now, they already fucking know everything, you know, like, like as far as how last week went. I started off with uh, $19 for my friend Jason Kunai. And um, um, he sent me that um, on, on, on two Thursdays ago, the Thursday before last Thursday. Boom. Um, so, um, by Friday, by that next day when the market closed, he sent me $19 in Ripple SRP and that equated to 77 Ripple SRP. By Friday, I had about 128 Ripple in that account. So that was damn near a double. And then the market closed Friday, opened up last Sunday. When it opened up last Sunday, my error was I didn't switch over at 11 PM. So um, when it opened up on Sunday, I was sitting on closer to 200 ripple, 212 ripple on my way to 250 ripple or whatever. Oh, and that would have been like a double, like another double or whatever, um, closer to $50 or whatever. And then I fucked up, didn't switch over, had to bounce back throughout the rest of the week. And then, um, by, by, uh, basically by Friday, I was sitting on like 1200 ripple, which was, uh, about like 80, well, or 1200 ripple which was actually like 350 dollars but i had to take out like 275 um to, to you know pay my expenses and um i left the trading account with 80 dollars so so that means that the initial investment um was uh multiplied by 17 and the balance from from the first week going into the second week, which just started today, um, was $81 from 19. So I multiplied the balance, um, by five and I multiplied the initial investment by 17. So I took back 12 times the profit of the initial investment as profit. And I left five times the initial investment in there for this round. So, um, so, um, so in conclusion, to tell you where that can go from there, that's when I realized like, damn, that means every week, if I do it like that, if I take out 12 times the profit to do what I need to do with that, and I leave five times the profit in there, then that means that, um, from that first week, it started off with $19. Now that means on the second week, I'm fucking with, um, 
you know, um, $81, we'll round that up to 100 right? Then that means on the third week, I'll be fucking with $500, like, starting off the week. Then by that fourth week, by the end of the month, I'll be fucking around with, like, 2500 Now, once I get to the point to where I have $2,500 total in all the accounts I'm trading with, and I'm able to bring back 30 of that, that's $75,000. So... Even if I like fucked up, then I could at least make that seventy five thousand in a month if you just divide it by four. Wait, wait, um, wait, um, I couldn't hear you. I couldn't. I couldn't hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might just have to try to talk a little louder because there's a lot of other motherfuckers behind you talking. So it's going to be a little hard. And so if you might have to yell a little bit. Alright, wonderful, wonderful question. Um, it's weird because the whole point is that you want to be able to do it full time. You know what I'm saying? Like, like pretty much, and like that goes with anybody's goal. Whatever your goal is, you want to do it full time. And I guess the trick is you just kind of have to do it full time. And like, yeah, so it's scary because if you can't afford to do it full time because you're still learning how to do it, and that's why I'm trying to fucking help people. That's why I'm trying to spread what I what it. it I started trading in June of 2018, and I was November 3rd. I started trading June 1st, 2018. I was November 3rd, 2019. So that's a year and three months. What, uh, from 6 to 11? That's a year and five months. Damn near a year and a half. Took me a year and a half because I wasn't able to do it for a time because I still had to work, and I had to work to even have money to throw into it. But I threw as much money as I could into it for a year and a half, and until I learned enough on my own to get to this point to where I could at least have one full successful week doing it. But um, the whole point of me like doing all this um, recording and writing about this topic is so I could expedite the process for others. And then, of course, others won't make all the same mistakes I made naturally because they're different. Why you're different. And then with me going out of my way to explain exactly what I did wrong. Now they have other shit you know, that could go wrong, that they could eliminate out of it, you know, so anyone listening to this will be able to do it way fucking faster, that's the whole point, is to speed up the process in which people can do it full time, by giving you the accurate information, so you can apply that information, and learn it, and train for at least half a year, and then within half a year to a year, you should be able to, you know what I'm saying, within like nine months tops, you should, you should have it down pat, because I'm giving you all the fucking game immediately. Um, but, but to, but to answer your question one more time, like, like the short answer, um, I had to, I had to, I had to spend all day and all night up basically doing this shit, dude. Like I could, I could sleep when I want to, but I had to learn the times that were best to sleep at, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the safe zone, you gotta, you know, you got to sleep during the safe zone and shit. But like, um, if I would have been, um, if I would have been having to go to work every day and work for white people, it would have been real hard to uh, go to the bathroom at the proper time to switch over or, you know what I'm saying? And like, it's it, like, it taught me so much 
like this last week of trading, they taught me so much like, damn, like you really do have to be home all day doing this shit or whatever. So um, until people can get to that point where they have enough money to pay their bills and, and throw money into the account to learn it until the money from the account is paying all their bills and stuff and they can stay home. You know, I'm just trying to uh, spread all my information to help people get to that point as fast as possible. Uh, I, I'm going to be honest. Uh, perfect question. You asked some real good questions. And it's weird because I didn't even tell you. I was going to ask like 10 questions. And then at the end, after we were in the flow of the conversation, I was going to be like, no, you just asked me questions. But you kind of just, you know, we're in the flow. So cool. All right, at this point, my nigga, like, just for the record and stuff, like, you know, like, I failed every math class I ever took and shit. Like, math was always my horrible thing. But when I took economics for the first and only time, that's when I realized um that for some reason I was really, really fucking good at economics and entrepreneurship and business marketing and business law. Now, to answer the question about the calculator, I actually, now I walk around with a calculator in my pocket. Like like a real calculator, like not even on my phone. Like I got a real flip calculator right now inside of a case that I keep in my pocket. And it, it makes me laugh because I just started doing it a few days ago. And I'm like, damn, I actually am walking around with a motherfucking calculator in my pocket. Like I'm actually just calculating random numbers. Um, It's all math. It's, it's it's really more so economics and mindset, but yeah, it's all it's all math because you're all dealing with digits and numbers. It's all math, but even if you're not good at math, that doesn't fucking matter. Only thing that matters is are you economical? Like, can you come up with an economic strategy? Can you come up with a theory on how to get the math? You know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah, it's all numbers. It's all math. Like that's what you're betting on. You're betting on numbers. You're you're waging on numbers. You're you're placing money on numbers. And you have to pick, is it going up or down? And you got a 50% chance every single time. Huh? Huh? Hello? Yeah. Ah. Uh. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is way better, dude. Keep this up. Damn it, this is way better. This is like a regular phone conversation. Now, yeah, the other one sounded like on some payphone shit. Yeah, it, it sounded like you had like, it sounded like you had like five niggas outside the booth, dude. Trying to get in. Like real shit, that's how it sounded. It sounded like, you, like niggas were trying, it was crazy. Nah, nah, but you know now, we good now. I didn't know either. Nah, it's a guaranteed fifty percent chance because um the price can only go up or down. Hell yeah, that's the whole point of all this shit. That's the whole mindset. That's that's the that's how you answer the question with the opposite. You ask, is math important? Hell yeah, math is important, but what's more important or um at least equally important is the economic theory that you're carrying with you. You know, it's it's the um it's the sharpness of the blade. You know, like your economic blade and shit. Because you're fighting, you know, math digits and you gotta, you know, if you have a very sharp economic blade, you can slice through it. Yes. That's where the strategy comes into play. That's where the strategy comes into play. All right. Um, shit. All right. The first thing you wanna do is you want to, um, you wanna, you wanna trade under, like, like whatever you're, whatever you're gonna invest, you wanna split that in between a certain amount of accounts. 
So say say Yes, exactly. Now at that point, now you got a real fucking reference. Now you got a cheat sheet. Now you know from that first account you entered into, you know if it's in profit or not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a cheat sheet. Yes, exactly. You're copying and pasting the same shit. What do you mean when you say investing? Are you talking about the um just specifically um the foreign currency? No, man, I liquidated the majority of my crypto assets into learning a foreign currency. Yeah, like I was really psychotic about it. That was very stupid. I don't recommend anyone do that. You buy your crypto, you hold your crypto, then you take your extra money and you throw that into learning forest. Do not liquidate your crypto to learn forest. You know what I'm saying? I don't recommend that. But I'm a psychopath. I had no fucking choice. I had to learn this shit because once I started trading, I realized that, yo, if I get this shit right, then anything I ever wanted to do ever in life, financially, I'd be capable of doing it. You know, I at the moment that I did start trading for us in June of 2018, I did have a crypto holding. I had like $300 in XRP when it was 75 cents a pop. I liquidated that. I had about like, uh, you know, 30,000 Dodge coins, ended up liquidating that. I had like another 12,000 Dodge coin, ended up liquidating that. So at the max, I've held, I've held, I was holding $300 in Ripple at 75 cents a piece. And, um, and I was holding um, maximum close to 50,000 Dodge coins. And that's why I say it was, it was silly to do that because even though the price in Dodge dropped, so I can copy it back cheaper. But still, if Dodge would have went up to like a fucking dollar, that would have been Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, I mean, your economic theory. And so I mean like your economic theory, like not like not a pre-existing economic theory. There probably are some economic theories that that will help out. And I'm going to start studying economics and economic theory and stuff. But I'm a writer, so I use words in a weird way. Like they have a personal meaning of what I mean when I say the shit. But when I say economic theory, I mean like how do you think about this shit? Like, okay, okay, it's like this. It's like this. First off, you want to figure out how much money do you want to earn per month doing this shit? Right. So so I'll just pose that question to you. How much money would you like to earn just per month? Just period. Just like doing this, just off of this and just throw out a figure. That's a wonderful, perfect fucking question. I mean, perfect answer, because that encapsulates the fact that um, the money is ex exponentially grown every time you get it right.
So that made sense. You actually can. That's the perfect thing about it. You know. Um. All right. So so I'll say I'll say um a hundred thousand dollars a month, right? So let's um let's divide a hundred thousand by uh, four. That's twenty five thousand a week. You're gonna have to bring in twenty five thousand dollars a week, right? So if you can get to the point where you're multiplying your money from the range of ten times to thirty times, you know we did this already. Um, um, it's gonna have to be cheaper than twenty five hundred though, because twenty five hundred would be like um seventy five thousand a week. So and that's like three times the um you know we're at that point we're twenty five thousand away from you know what you wanted to make in a month. So you know if you you know so and then boom right there that's how you would make more money than me if that's how much I wanted to make you know what's a hundred thousand a month boom now you'd be making three hundred thousand a month easy. Now um so let's just say a thousand dollars total. You split a thousand dollars in between like twenty accounts or some shit. You have like ten to twenty accounts with a thousand dollars in the total or some shit. Um, now let's multiply 1,000 by, by 30. At that point, you're bringing in $30,000 a week times four. You're, you're, um, you're, you're either going to be right under, um, hundred thousand or pretty much right over. If you can get right at 30, yeah, 120,000 right there. So have a thousand dollars invested in several different accounts and manage to multiply each one by 30, but you're using the same trade. So you're just, you're just, um, minimizing the risk in case you do fuck up. You don't fuck up on every single account. And shit. Um, but I'm gonna have to study economics more and economic theory to really, um, see which ones apply or whatever. But, but when I say economic theory, I mean like, your own mindset, like, you know, like, um, you know, it's like every quarterback has their own mindset, like Dan Marino, you know, how does Dan Marino, um, get from one, you know, how does he get his team from one side of the field to the other? And I feel like that mindset that he has is going to differ from the majority of mindsets of any other quarterback. And then that goes with anything in any contemporary, in any industry, in any entertainer. How does... How does Kanye, what's Kanye's music theory? You know what I'm saying? Versus Lil Wayne's music theory. You know what I'm saying? Like they both could push the same, yeah, you know, they both could push the same numbers. They both could win a Grammy, but how do they win their Grammy? You know, what's Denzel Washington's economic, um, his film theory or his acting theory versus fucking um, James Dean, who's not even his contemporary at all, or, you know, or who's a contemporary of Denzel, or fucking Samuel Jackson or Forrest Whitaker, like Denzel pretty much kind of has he doesn't have too many contemporaries that compete with him at all like all his contemporaries are fucking white so he's just been losing the white actors and shit but there are no other like you know uh black actors that could just do what denzel could do and shit and you know sam jackson could do pretty well you know but um but yeah like every it's just it's your approach how do you approach it basically is what i mean you got to simplify it yeah yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's very specific. So I'm throwing my specific one out there so anyone that's listening can um internalize that and tweak it where it's necessary.
and create their own. And if they don't have their own, then I'm throwing mine out there for them to adopt. And then and it, it they're, they're adapted it to their own mannerisms and shit. But Yeah. Yeah, and the Edison, Edison and Nikolai Tesla. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and probably the um the main reason why I would say the whole psychopath thing is because um a psychopath is not afraid to do something that would like not benefit them in the long run and shit. Even if they go to jail for it, or get killed for it, or like go to hell for it and shit, like they 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 are not afraid of that shit. And that's that's an actual that that's like that's an actual psychological error in their brain. Like like the part of your brain that regulates fear is called the amygdala. Dilla. And uh, it's like A-M-Y-G-D-A-L-A, the amygdala, right? That regulates fear. So the psychopaths, their amygdala is fucked up. They don't register fear the same way. So, like, you have to eliminate your fear. So what if you lose the fucking money? Just don't bet your house, nigga. Bet a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But don't, like, you know what I'm saying? But don't let the fucking fear... You know what I'm saying? Like, stifle you. You you know what I'm saying? You can't be stifled by the fear. All right, all right. For, wait, hold on one second. For, for, all right, yeah, real quick. Just a quick analogy based on what you said. Okay, because you were talking about the atmosphere and the nature of everything. It's like you're trying to trap a fucking animal, but the animal lives in a jungle. So if you're going to trap the animal, then you got to learn the nature of the animal and all this shit to trap the animal. You got to study the animal in this environment. So, how how you gonna trap the animal if you're afraid of the jungle, motherfucker? Yeah, okay. Yeah, they both won Grammys. They both won Grammys and they both can make a masterful album. I would say Kanye is better at it because as a musician, as an artist, I think it's just better. But as a fucking creative... Lil Wayne just spit that shit out. Like, Lil Wayne spitting that shit out. Like, Kanye don't spit his shit out. Kanye will put 5,000 man hours into one song. Like, nigga, who does? Of course you're gonna win the Grammy, bitch. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's a fucking... That's psycho. Yeah, yeah, nigga. That's psycho. That's that's what I mean. Like, anyone who you admire for being good at what they do, trust me, dude. Anyone in their life, in their inner circle, would tell you they're fucking psychotic about it. You know what I'm saying? Like... Like, like, if, if you want to piss off Kobe Bryant, go in his gym and deflate one of the basketballs. It'll probably beat you to death with the shit. You know what I'm saying? Because he picks up that, like, like anybody you admire, like any any champion, any champion that's psychotic about it. Otherwise, they would have just lost. They would have gave up alone. Like, they would have never made it that far. Floyd Mayweather, psychotic, dude. Psychotic. Psychotic. Ha, 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 ha,
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's the master voice. He's the master vocal. Have no fear. You gotta have more faith than you have fear. Like, like whatever your percentage of fear is, you need to have a hundred percent more faith. Yeah, like so, you know. So you want ten percent fear, hundred ten percent faith, and hundred ten percent ambition and shit. But yeah, like first off, have no fear and fuck what anyone else ever tells you. Because the first thing you have to realize is that no one's perception can harm you except your own of yourself. Like real shit, like 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 I had to pick that up at eighteen, like when I was just that weird little kid, adult, when everyone's a an adult for the first time, and I'm just the weirdest one out of the bunch, most of the bunches. Most of the rooms I walked in ever in my life, I was the weirdest kid in the room. Yeah. Thank you. No, I I was um I actively went against it. I shaved my head at nineteen, and I mean like I was just actively against it. Like I I had beef with him for me. I had a real fucking beef. Halfway up the hill. Appreciate that, dude. That's like one of the nicest compliments I could ever hear. Like, we we come from the group who was our favorite movie as a group collective would be The Matrix. So it's a fucking call me the anomaly. Like, that's all you ever wanted to be, and that's what 
No real shit. Like real shit. And like and like that goes for anyone like who wants to do anything. If you want to do something, then deep down you want if you're really gonna do it, you really wanna do it, then deep down you wanna be the anomaly. You wanna be the exception to the rule. You wanna be that one exception, or at least in the top three. You know what I'm saying? At least the anomaly of your generation or your time frame, like Everyone who's ever accomplished that shit and became the anomaly, they wanted to be that one because, because like the anomaly is the um, complete opposite of everyone else. And and if you and if you don't want to be like everyone else, then you're gonna have to. And if you don't want to be like everyone else, and you end up succeeding and you thrive at that point, you're the fucking anomaly. You know. So maybe me uh, waging war against conventional thinking, traditional thinking, and conformitism. Or conforming, maybe that was the first step of becoming the anomaly. Was saying I'm not going to be like everyone else, and now I have everyone else telling me I'm just going to be worse than them. Like everyone else says, I'm going to be more fucked up than they are. Like that's fucking crazy. They all believe I'm going to end up worse than them. You know. Go ahead, nigga. Bring, pull out the race car, nigga. Slap it on the table. That's all you got. Slap it. Okay. Yeah, Jay Z's even talking about investing now. As far as in his raps and story of OJ and shit, a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's funny shout out to Marcus Yeah, I love to talk to him one day. Yeah, my shit was emotionally tumultuous.
って Yeah. Yeah, I was a square nerd. No, never, 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 never. Um, maybe within the next year, I might even get a girl pregnant just so I force myself, you know, to switch over to a whole other overdrive no one's ever seen before. So I moved away. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I'ma have a fucking uh Yeah. Google Duo motherfucker. You got FaceTime, nigga? Fuck out of here. Your grand grandparents wanna see their grandkids, nigga, and they use FaceTime to do it. But nah, uh I ain't going in the room with nobody with money problems, so that's the first step. Once they don't have money problems no more, then we could chill, nigga. But until then, I'm helping you from far away over the phone, nigga. Because I don't want to be in a room with anybody with money problems, nigga. It's against my religion. If you got money problems, now real shit, nigga. If you got money problems, I will help you solve them. But until you start complaining about money, I don't want, I cannot afford to be in a room with you. Yeah, because... Because at that point, now you're doing this reverse psychology when it comes to affirmations. Because when you start off at the bottom, you're using affirmations to get on top and everyone's making fun of you because you're trying to affirm yourself. Now, when you finally get to the top and they want to be with you, now you just throw the affirmation in themselves, like in their face. Like, do you have money problems, motherfucker? You know? Maintain and surviving. Nah, I'm about to just give you a warning. Hell yeah, no headphones. <laughs> Alright, hold on. Yeah, yeah, that's good, man. I've been up since like, well, I got up at noon, but I woke up at like seven and shit, so by this time I'm completely pooped. I've just been waiting for you to call and I'm tired of shit, like mentally drained. Um... So here we go. Wait, what the fuck? I must have pressed that shit 30 seconds ago. I don't know. Alright, um, 2.23 a.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday, November 5th, 2019. It's Chad Xavier Harris here recording live with uh, Brendan Salter. So I was thinking about it today, Brendan. We're going to call this shit the Curtis and Justin So Curtis and Justin. Justin and Curtis. 
Alright, cool, cool. Curtis and Justin. Um and shit. So we could just start off with you just talking and stuff. I'll let you um pop it off. So I guess I'll just ask you and stuff, how was your day and shit? Uh, what's been going on? Curtis and Justin show. Oh shit. Yeah, go ahead, bro. And for the record, just so you know, I can actually um I can actually detail the trade analysis for the whole day. Um I didn't record a, a previous segment today um about that. Like the last time I recorded was hours ago, so I haven't even came back over here and told these people what was going on with it. So I can't tell you what um what's been going on since yesterday up until now. It's going better. It's better now. Yeah, yeah, no, beautiful question, bro. When you go on my Instagram, you'll see a whole bunch of pictures I just posted of just snapshots of information about financial leverage, right? And and it was weird. And I just read that shit like an hour ago, waiting for you, like after midnight, twelve thirty. I was just looking it up two hours ago, and then I posted it, and then you could read it. And and in that. In that reading, I have the answer to your fucking question. It's wild. I just got the answer to it, like a, an official answer that has nothing to do with my own perspective. Um, yeah, I was looking up because on my Forex account, when you open up a new account and you pick the currency in which your equity is going to be built, you also get to choose how much leverage you want. And it, it's up to the broker the um the broker to offer you the leverage but you get to pick what you want so it would be like 50 over one or 25 over one or 100 over one or 200 over one and i would be like what the fuck does that mean but i i just kept it at the the highest one so i'm guessing god bless you yeah god bless you yes uh you're welcome so um i would keep my leverage at um at 200 over one now when i'm trading forex there's two different ways to um, trade it on on fx choice on traders way they don't have a web terminal they only have the app when you're on the app they don't um give you a margin like it's like your margin like they don't give you a a, a big margin on the app but traders way 
if you deposit your money in there a certain way, they will double your commission, right? Like they'll give you a hundred percent bonus of your deposit. So that kind of adds to it or whatever. But with FX Choice, they have the app as well, but it's the same thing. The margin's not as big on the app. Now I don't use the app anymore. I'm gonna start using it again just for fun, just to have more, you know, accounts open. But um, I operate all of my trading accounts using the web terminal because that's where you get to apply that actual leverage that they give you. So it's like this, um, on the actual, on the app, you drop in like $20 and you get into some trades. You can only get into like two or three trades with the 20. But if you're on the web terminal, you could fuck around and get like, well, if you got twenty dollars, you can maybe get like five trades or some shit. And then once you get to like fifty dollars, a hundred dollars, you you can you can get into more trades. So I was trying to figure out why is that? What is that? So I typed in the leverage ratio to see what that shit meant, and it explained it to me. It was like, okay, the forest broker, the broker will will give you a leverage, um, based on you know debt versus equity like like you don't have any equity yet but they'll they'll um they'll front you the money so so it was basically saying um if you have like a 100 to 1 leverage that means that you only have to put up one percent of what you're asking for yeah yeah like that's what allows you to flip the money so fucking fast and so much so largely because now if I have a 200 um, to one leverage, I guess that just means I only have to put up 5%. Now, now on the actual site, when I was reading up um, financial investing and Forex, there was this article and it says, um, you go on my Instagram, you'll see it, but um, it says, it said, maybe at the end of the conversation, I'll read it, but, but it, it was just a, uh, um, it said, um, the forex market offers the largest amount of leverage possible out of any other investment vehicle because the the price and currency, the currency price, only fluctuates less than one percent a day. Yeah, and there are no other investments that fluctuate that small. So it's safe. Basically, it's the safest one, you know what I'm saying? You might still lose your money, but it's the safest for the broker, the person offering you the leverage, the loan.
Yeah. Now, now, um, if a massive meltdown in forex happened, that just means there was a massive meltdown in the actual currency of the entire world. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Take it back to 2008 when I graduated high school um, because I, my senior year of high school, I had a job. So that allowed me to always have money to invest in, in, in other things. And I was just investing in ideas and maybe softwares and programs, but it had nothing to do with stocks or forex or anything like that. Um, um, but during that same year that I did live with Otis Livingston, who was a forex trader. So my first encounter with investing was intimidation because I knew so nothing about it. Like, like I was 18, like that Chad knew nothing about investing. He just knew that like one day he was going to have to invest period to make his shit and blah, blah, blah. But, um, the first time I met somebody who even invested in stocks. He was like a black guy, maybe named Mr. Bruce or something. He worked at Borders and he said he had a million dollars. And I'm wondering why are you still working here then? But, and then he was like, he, he made it off of stocks and he taught his son who was in college how to do it. And he said his son made like $30,000 in either a day or a week or a month. And, and at that moment, that's when I was very confused because I was like, how the fuck do you make $30,000 in a week, a day or a month doing stocks and shit? And now, now I can kind of write down some different formulas or how you could do that. Now I can see how that was possible. But back then, that's when I realized the intimidation right, that I had personally. Like I will admit, I myself was intimidated by stocks and stuff. And this was way back when I was 18 all the way to 27. So it was about a 10-year fucking period. So um, I had a 10-year fucking period where I myself was um, intimidated by just investing in stocks and for so um so i'm honest about it 
you know, so I can understand how other people are um, intimidated as well. It took me 10 years, but I was actively pursuing information now, you know, to not be afraid of it anymore. Now, um, I'll say my first encounter with investing, the first real investment I made was in 2013 in July when I purchased three Bitcoins in full for $88 a piece. And then I sold them that same month, like a week later. And I didn't even realize that I had made a few dollars profit. Didn't even fucking realize that that shit went up in a few days. And um, and it took me four years to um, hear about Bitcoin again when it was too expensive to buy. And then from there, I started studying into cryptocurrency. And I realized... Um, my error and I was so angry with myself for being um for being um I'm looking for the word for being like malleable to other people's influences who might have influenced me to um sell the Bitcoin and shit. Like I I was just so mad that that I, you know, conformed to other people's thinking on it and and I didn't just fully embrace my my own uh non-traditional thinking when it when it came to what I would invest my money in and that was a blessing because that's what started everything it was May of 2017 when I realized I had made an error four years ago and I had already invested in the Bitcoin so it was I was angry I was very, very angry at myself for listening to other people. Very, very angry.
Stuff I will actively, I will actively put effort into surrounding myself with those people. Like I'll, I'll buy my way into those circles. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I'm gonna buy my way into those circles. Like, um, start off with joining the chamber of commerce. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, like I'm going because because once once you put a hundred thousand dollars in my bank account, I'm not gonna want to be surrounded by people who don't have a hundred thousand in their bank account. You know, so I'm going to actively be pursuing. I'm going to buy my way into the circles. I'm going to be crashing parties and crashing banquets. I'm going to be crashing a lot of shit with tickets. I'm going to pay my way around these people, whether I got to find them and, and buy tickets to their events and their seminars. Like I'm going to buy my way in, in, into these circles. Yeah, that shit's going to... It's just gonna be a wrap, though, bro. Like once that shit happens, though, and I start buying my way into those circles, and those people get a load of me, and I have the money to back up my own ideas, so I don't even need their money. I just need their ideas, their suggestions, their expertise, their vicarious experience. It's a fucking wrap, you know. That's shit. You want to know what excited me about the forest market? <laughs> okay. The, uh, all right, so the first week I traded Forex, it was um, June of 2018. So I, I was um, 
I was in New York from October 2017 to Valentine's Day. I came back to Georgia because my mom, I wasn't making money up here. I had to leave. And then um, my mom had signed up for Forex. For, she signed up for iMarkets I Live to teach you Forex. She was like, I already paid the, the first month. I need you to come back and learn how to do this. And um, and my mom was the person I was mentioning when I said, like, the person I was like, oh, why'd you buy Bitcoin? You need to sell it. So once she, like, um, put me on the forest and I realized where I was going to end up going with it, I was able to, you know, um, not, like, hold that grudge anymore of that. Like, she made up for it. Like, yeah, she, you know, didn't know what the fuck Bitcoin was. But, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, she played a part and shit. So I really, if it was not for my mom, I would not be in the forest. So so that, that should be the, that's how it should go. Your mom should be the one to introduce you into some shit that could retire you and your family because she brought you in the world. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it, it made sense. But um, I came back down here to Georgia. And I uh, started trading forex in June, so it took me months before I uh, even started trading it. And shit, I got scammed out of a thousand dollars from these Instagram foreigners pretending to be traders, and they were just taking money and running shit. You know what I'm saying? I ended up getting scammed out of a thousand dollars. Once that happened, I no longer had the fear. I was, I just lost a thousand trusting these bitch ass motherfuckers. So I'm gonna throw my money in here and see what happened. So I threw money in the account. I funded the account. And then, um, I, I came off from work one day and I sat down at the computer and I stared at the screen for an hour. And then, um, I told myself, I'm gonna figure out how this shit works. I'm gonna, uh, my mom was signed up for iMarkets Live. I watched a few videos and shit. And then, you know, they, um, had something called swipe trades where they were like, put this trade in. And I, I went to the, pl the platform and I put that trade in and I made, I made some dollars. So I was like, okay, now let me figure out how this shit works with my own or whatever. Um, cause I'm not gonna keep paying $300 a month just to learn some shit. That's stupid. So I, um, I sat down at the computer. And I stared at the, the trading screen for an hour. And I, I entered into um, pending orders where I would just take take profit after 100 points. You know, I would watch the prices fluctuate and try to figure out which way was it going. And then I would just put in a trade saying, get me out of this trade when it reaches 100 points. And then I did that. 15 times in one hour made a dollar each time and i made 15 dollars then like the next day i started trading cryptocurrency i was trading ripple srp when it was at 60 cent all the way up to 68 cent that was an 8,000 point um increase times 10 cents a point so i ended up making like all of that money during that week i made 50 dollars an hour basically doing that shit i had like 10 trades up each trade was worth 200 dollars i mean like i was like i stacked up so much equity like and then um the broker account jafs it showed you what your percentage was i, I wish my my other one showed me that but it's, it just shows you what your percentage was like 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 your batting average and that's when I started looking at it like a sport. So for my first week of trading and with the ripple and shit, I had a batting average of like a hundred percent a day for like seven days. Like my batting average was like seven hundred percent, like like thousand percent. Like my batting average was fucking beautiful. 
like, I was like, oh, shit, like, you know what I'm saying, like, that showed me, like, okay, you got some skill in this, most likely, like, you got a 700% batting average, dude, you know, um, and so, during that first month of June 2018, you know, like, I saw thousands of dollars flowing through my account, I just never took it off the table, you know what I'm saying, um, yeah, um, so I could have been had thousands and thousands of tens of thousands of dollars had I close had I closed out every trade I ever had that was in profit and took the money and you added all that up, I would have like at least fifty thousand dollars. I don't know twenty thousand, you know, more than ten. Like I was just would have been a stupid amount of money. Like you know, um, I would have probably never. I don't even know where I would have been by now. So good thing I didn't make it, but. I saw all that money flowing through my account. Like, that's what fucking motivated me. I, I literally saw all the money and equity being built. Like, like I remember one day I started the Ripple trading account with $20, and I built it up to $700 in one day. And when I told my brother that shit, he was like, you just made $700 in a day? He was like, dude, you need to quit your job, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so, like, I... I, like I was given the privilege of seeing, I saw that money in my account. You know, it's like the same way how someone sells crack or some shit. They sold it because they saw the fucking money in their hand and shit. Like, you know, like they saw the profits. Like they saw the uh, benefit of doing it. What's up? Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, I like philosophy. Yeah, P people attacked that other Chad, dude. That Chad got persecuted and shit.
Wait, you talking about bat dead? Okay. Yeah, cause them niggas, they didn't break me. Word. I remember that day, I gave that shit to you too. Yeah, yeah, real shit, because that yours is worse. My shit happened in the free world. Yeah, nah. Yeah, because you were, you were confined. And, and it's like, I was confined economically. Like, I couldn't run away from that persecution because I didn't have the money to get away from them. You know, it was, we were both confined, but I was, I had more space to run in the free world, but you got to have economics to, you know, move in the free world. Um, so I was stuck around them. So like you, you were confined in a prison with strangers. I was confined. I was confined with unsupportive brother or some shit, like bullying type shit, like, like living with somebody, like fucking with me and trying to break my spirit and shit, like on some stupid shit. It's one thing for a fucking stranger to try to break your spirit because he's in jail for life and, and blah, blah, blah. But for your fucking family or brother or some shit, that shit's hard to fucking get. You know, it's, it's easier to comprehend why a stranger robbed you, but why my fucking brother robbed me? Like, he might as well have just been a fucking stranger. Like, and stuff. But I can honestly say I let my past go as far as holding grudges, because like you say, I'm a big dog now.
I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like that was my impressionable phase, and I wasn't having the right thing impressed upon me by those closest to me, you know. But thankfully, I was able to venture out and meet people who did impress these these um things on me, but. You know, like I give Otis a lot of credit. He had no idea out of us three, I would be the one like really trading, you know, because I was not doing it. And that's how it is. It's the late bloomer. It's going to be the last nigga to get involved that ends up passing everybody and shit. Like he just needed time. He was doing his own thing. I was doing my own thing. Niggas gave me the wrong information. Ain't nobody fucking tell me you could turn $20 into a thousand. You know, they told me you needed 10000 to make a 1000 Like, niggas gave me the wrong equation. Of course, I wasn't interested. <laughs> niggas was correct, but back then, 2008, maybe they didn't have all these platforms they had. You know, all the apps didn't really start popping up until, like, 2010. To about the time you got incarcerated, we didn't start having apps, nigga. Now everything's an app. It's an app for everything. But, you know, I guess this was before apps were out. So... Maybe it just wasn't possible back then. That's what Isaiah brought to my attention. He was like, because he was trading back then. He was like, back then, dog, you know, Isaiah told me, Isaiah told me, like, back then, when he was trading, he didn't have all that shit I got now. So it made sense. Like, I was meant to thrive in this era with it. I needed certain tools. Those tools weren't even available, but now they are. And I can tell people, you can turn $10 into 100 easy, nigga, if you just made the right decision with the shit. Same here, man. The listeners are going to enjoy this shit. This is all on the record. Yeah, nigga, I was tired just sitting here waiting for you to call, nigga. I'm just like... So I reckon, like, and, like, and, and, like, that's the whole basis, like, because you said, like, you, at first you didn't appreciate, or, like, not appreciate it, but just you weren't able to mentally appreciate the value of, like, me recording stuff all these years. Um, I was recording the hard part of the journey, 
you know, it was like, okay, if a person is afraid to talk, if a person is afraid to write down a journal or a diary of what they're going through, then it's like they're not only ashamed of it, but they think that it will last forever. And that's why they don't want to document it. But if, if, if you know that you're going to get out of prison in a year, then you'll be easier to be convinced of starting a prison diary because you know you're getting out in a year. You know what I'm saying? And like, I knew I would make it out of my prison. So I was documenting, you know, my mind and my lifestyle um, while I was going through it because I knew it wouldn't last forever. And one day it would switch and it has switched completely. And it's about to switch again and go full throttle. And then I never have that mindset again. I'll never be in that lifestyle again. I'll never be able to, you know, you'll never hear that chat again, you know. Um, you know, the chat that was going through those particular problems. Yeah, yeah, now the problems are totally different. Like, the not, yeah, it's I can't even get to sleep because I'm always thinking about um, the investments I'm going to make for my family. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, that's all I think about, dude, is leaving an investment portfolio behind to my family and then doing so for the friends I, I know and then and then just helping out strangers and the common person do the same for their circle. You know, it's a, I don't, yeah, like I'm going to have enough money to buy everything I want. Then it's going to get boring because I can't share that success with anyone particularly, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Cause it's mine. So it's like, how can I add value to other people's lives with my success and, and not just adding value, but actually, helping them duplicate my success at least to their own standards everyone doesn't want what i want but at least what they want i can help them get it if i want more than them and i got more than them yeah Okay, reach the top of the mountain first. Gotta plant my flag. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yeah, yeah, real shit. <laughs> That's funny. Nah, but for the record, man, you and Isaiah are the only ones from back then that really hung on. You know? Yeah, so. Um, so tomorrow, episode three. Hell yeah. Yeah. And stuff, I'm cool with that too. You just text me whenever, um, you're free. I didn't know you were free in a day. Yeah, if you're free in a day, we could do like two a day, two short ones a day or whatever. Oh, hell yeah. I'm about to write some questions for you, too. And just, like, because I, I wanted to offer this as a platform for you as well to just talk about um, whatever you want to talk about, too. Yeah, you know, I just figured we started off with this shit real quick, give me an introduction to who you were you know, and everything. But, yeah, like, I really want to, I wanted this to be, like, your platform as well, just to share, sharing this platform I had with you, just, like, just popped it off to talk about a mutual interest, but we could talk about shit that like is just straight about you and straight music and I'll I'll write some questions. You know I've been wrote those questions for you anyway already. Yeah, yeah, it's fifty fucking questions. I still got them. I gotta pull it up and we could do that next or whatever. Whenever you're ready. 
yourself but uh yeah scribe so thank you so much dude for making time for me and shit and uh participating in this this is um this was like you doing this for me it's, it means as much to me as like me getting on your songs and telling niggas to stop fucking with me and prepare for liftoff and shit like <laughs> my head is up because I'm a worthless service clerk and self-confidence is never enough. <laughs> I'm going to have to research Copernicus because I was just fronting. I don't know nothing about that nigga. I think his first name was David. I, that might be all I know about this nigga. You know, I got to look up him and his quotes and shit, but, you know, yeah, shout out, shout out Copernicus, Aristotle, all y'all niggas, you know, um, but, but real quick before you go though, there is one quote I want to share, um, from this, um, this, because you're into philosophy, there's a type of philosophy called existentialism. And I don't really know too much about it, but um, there's there's a um, there's a French author who was a novelist, but he writes philosophical novels. His name was Albert Camus, and uh, he's real old. Um, his, his books influenced um, Robert F. Kennedy. When Robert F. Kennedy was um, running for president, somebody asked him what was his view on the death penalty. And um, he said he didn't support it. And then they were like, well, when you were attorney general a few years ago, you were for the death penalty. And then he said, well, then I hadn't read K. Moo. And that's what put me on to I was like, who the fuck is K. Moo? It made this nigga switch his whole political view. So I, I looked up who Albert K. Moo was and I ordered a few of his books. I started reading them and he wrote about the creative rebel or the creative spirit and the rebel and... And, and shit like that, but um, he has a quote that I put in one of my books, uh, The Prince Who Knew Too Much, Volume 2, but um, uh, The Prince is Philo, but um, that whole book was inspired by Albert Camus quotes, but um, he has a quote that, I, that I, uh, I'll never forget, it's, uh, autumn is a second spring where every leaf is a flower. Yeah. So it makes me look at like, cause now it's autumn right now, and, you know, and you get to see the leaves falling off. And every time I see it, I, and I see the wind blow the leaves on the ground, and I'm like, it's the second spring, you know. But yeah, just uh. Yeah. Hell oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, what's up? Oh, no, no, I'm so tired. Hell no. Yeah, no, yeah, just text me. Um, 
just text me when you up or or whatever. Just just text me, let me know you're up, and then I'll text you, let you know I'm up. Alright, Scott, have a good night, man. I love you, dude. Thank you. Alright, good night. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Yeah, thank you, everybody. That was 50 minutes. Whole hour conversation. That shit, wow. It's 3 o'clock right now. That shit, wow. Thank you, everybody.